0: What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey, and we call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's the opportunity for you to hear from the Heart of God by way of the man of God. And of course, that's Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well, Gerard. How you doing, man?
0: I'm great. So in our last session, we spent some time talking about the new movie on Netflix titled Come Sunday. It's a movie that talks all about Bishop Carlton Pearson and his unique theological journey into uh, a belief system that really was counterculture and is countercultural to most things Christian and we want to pick up that particular conversation because so many people had so many questions so here's a question that I have so so why is it that this thought about no hell has been so widely discussed and 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 why has that particular point in drawn seemingly more attention than the piece about you're already saved. I see more people discussing whether or not hell exists versus the piece that you're already saved. Why does that particular point have such a sticking point with so many people?
1: Because to the Christian mind, hell is the jeopardy of being lost. Hmm. If there is no hell, then if, um, if 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 some people say, well, we're experiencing hell right here on Earth. If this is it, if this is the worst it gets, then it's pretty bad in some situations. Mm-hmm. But but for some people, it's worth the trade off. It's worth the trade off if, if 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 me living out of bounds will give me a, of some semblance of what quote people quote unquote call happiness, mm-hmm. even though it may have some um, consequences and repercussions with it. Mm-hmm. If this is it, I can handle this. But if there is, a, if there's a hell to pay, if 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 there is according to the book of Revelation, a, a a lake of fire, if there is, if there is a weeping and gnashing of teeth like Jesus said, then that's a jeopardy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 uh, the the Bible talks about the wrath of God. If, if the wrath of God does not culminate with some type of jeopardy to hey, and then people say, well, that mentality, it seemed like you just in it. Um, for the for the fire insurance, no. I think I think it it, it points to a motivation. I mm-hmm. will um, prefer to live my life for the Lord, um, even going through the the difficult days, and the adversity, and the sometimes broken heartedness,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and then wake up, or, or or wake up on judgment day and realize there is no hell. I prefer to to live my best life and wake up and find that there's no hell than to live my worst life. <laughs> and discover and wake there up and out that there is a hell yeah so th- to me that's the danger is that, is that you're telling people listen you have nothing to fear just do, do what you want to do you have nothing to fear you're good and I think people are, are, are troubled by that and then another thing I'm gonna go a, a step deeper people will hate me for this is true mm-hmm. there's some people that that's all they preach right they, Hell is the hell is the bedrock of their doctrine. Mm-hmm. Not not heaven, not grace, not the love of God, right. not 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 um being the best you, not not um 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 this relationship with God the Father, God the Son, Holy Spirit. There's not that they preach. They love to get up there and preach hellfire and damnation. Mm-hmm. Um, they are black and white. They are judgmental. That's their whole pers- persona. That's what they do. If you, if you take that away from them, they have no ministry.
0: Right. No and and that I think Is where some of the challenge lies Because I know growing up In the scenario that I grew up I heard so much about hell I heard so much about hell That actually literally On the back wall of the church There was a list of sins (laughs) I I kid you not It said (laughs) sins And it had a cross And it literally listed I mean like all of these sins and i was like jesting so i can't laugh and like i mean i remember the list you know and 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 the the selling point of jesus was if you don't get saved you're going to hell
1: yeah i I think gerard no i think and that's what we have done that is preaching the law Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. that's what we as ministers that's what we've hurt in church i I did a couple of series uh, one, uh, um, lessons one was called without holiness, Well mm. because uh, you know you just say without holiness, no man should see the Lord. Right. And, and so I went through this entire series, and I showed the church where the Bible actually says that holiness is not gained or achieved by keeping the law or any uh, any other kind of uh, work based religion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, but the Bible says that holiness is a work of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that the Bible. The Bible says that uh, in First Corinthians, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians, chapter three, verses seven through nine, it teaches that you can't, you can't by the keeping of rules, of, of um, laws etched, etched in stone, you cannot become holy. The law was not designed to make us holy. The Bible mm-hmm. specifically says that literally, the mm-hmm. law cannot make you holy. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it can't. And so, um, we we pre- we preach the wrong thing. But the, now. The, the problem is is that we're dealing with extremes. It's just like even with like our political climate today, we're dealing with extremes. Right. Because because on the on the far left you have people who, who, who believe in imm- um just outright immorality and, and call it just um the way life is. And then on the far right you have these religious bigots who are into hatred and 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 um superiority and privilege and all this stuff. And and so you have these extremes. Well we can do the same thing with with the word. We can go extreme um uh, left and say well you know what um um grace is universal it's it's, uh, it's inclusion and then you go extreme right and preach hellfire and damnation where no one loves the lord at all they're just afraid of him mm-hmm. and so there's a middle road there's there's the, there's the way the, the, uh, the way the road is, uh, is, is there's no ditch on the road the ditch is on the extreme left and right you go off the road you can fall into a ditch mm-hmm. and so we stay on the road and the road is is that we were sinners Jesus came to die for us. We receive, when we receive and watch now. God makes us right with himself, we have a relationship with God. Our sanctification now becomes a lifelong process, and regardless of where I am on the ladder on the, uh, uh, of, of sanctification, I can be on, on, on the third rung, I could be on the 30th rung. Wherever God finds me, I'm saved. Mm. Because the bottom line is, I mean, and, and we get that from Pastor Well, the thief on the cross did not live, a, 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 he did not live a saved day in his life. Right. But Jesus said, you're going to be with me in paradise. So he had not even began the sanctification process yet. He was just on ground zero, but he was saved and he went to heaven. Mm-hmm. So you mean, tell me, I'm a person who lived 40 years and they only, they only made it to the third or fourth rung on the ladder of sanctification. And, and God says to them, well, you didn't get to level 10, so you- no, it's mm-hmm. not fair. And the Bible says, the judge of all the earth shall do right.
0: One of my really good preacher friends asked me this question and it made me think I should ask you and that is this he said, "Do you think that what happened with Carlton Pearson was that he actually got a, a revelation of the message of grace and perhaps got it wrong that's
1: like that's exactly what happened and and I, I told when it first happened I told I, I spoke to my church about it and I, and I told them the only thing he got wrong, was he left out the word receive Mm. in in Romans 5.17. He emphasized Romans 5.18, which which gives the parallel between what Adam did to us and what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. And the parallel was Adam's sin made us... It, it, Adam's Adam Sin did something to us that we had no say so in, mm-hmm. and he's saying that Jesus life and death did something to did something for us that we have no say so in. He just made a he made a he made a literal parallel, it's an intellectual move, it's 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 really rational, mm-hmm. but he left out the word lambano, the word receive. God extended it to us and and the, the reality is God says, I can't make everyone want me. Right. Some people prefer their old life. Right, right. Right. So, so what makes this so interesting, and I
0: mean, there are lots of, lots of places to go with this, because one of the things that I gathered, certainly in watching uh, the movie, was this idea, and, and, and and I I don't know where this is going to go, but the idea that it has now become so easy for a person to, um, misunderstand God's yeah. word. Yeah. Uh and certainly in this day and age where so many are interested in finding that one little piece in the Bible that nobody's talked about yet to get yeah. that ooh and ah experience. Um right. so how how do we ensure because I feel like what happened here and I think we've documented it is that you know Carlton Pearson ultimately came face to face with something that was no longer conceptual but was actual in the fact that it's very easy, you know, to condemn other people to hell when it's not in your house. Yes. But when it's in your house, suddenly things feel a bit different. So how do we um, keep preachers and everyday Bible readers from getting inaccurate
1: interpretations of Scripture? I, I, you know i think that we have to to like in everything you know you, a house is only as valuable as its foundation mm-hmm. regardless of of the decorative trimmings and the you know the size of the house if the foundation is is weak the house is worthless okay um and and the bible says in hebrews chapter 6 it's, it talks about the the, ba- the the basic principles of the doctrine of christ right in, in other words self, it, it includes six things um, number one, I'm, I'm going to go through them and i explain them real quick. Number one is repentance from dead works.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two is faith to his God. Number three is the doctrine of baptism. Number four, the doctrine of laying on of hands. Number five, the doctrine of, of the resurrection. And then number six is the doctrine of eternal judgment. Those six things, every believer needs to have a belief on. In other words, you have to settle where you fall on those six issues. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're, they're the basics, the foundation of Christianity. Let me let me let's visit them real quick. The first one is repentance from dead works. Some Bibles translate it as repentance from evil works, Mm -hmm. but the word necros in the Greek does not translate as evil, it translates as dead. Necromancy is, 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 um, it deals with dealing with dead people. Okay, so when you uh, repentance from dead works is saying that I am trying to use my of filthy rags, righteousness to get to God. Repentance from dead works is, to, is means to change your mind from thinking that you could ever do anything good enough in your life, um, to to get to God without Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: that's the doc, that's the first part of the doctrine. Repentance from dead works. Number two, faith towards God. Um, faith towards God is not just faith in general. It's that I have faith in God. That just shall live by faith. My faith is um, I trust God to do what He said, what His Word said He will do. That's the second part of the doctrine. So the first one is repentance from dead work. Number two is faith through God. Number three, the doctrine of baptisms. Not baptism singular, baptisms plural. There's okay. um, at least three baptisms in the body of Christ. Um, there's a baptism um, uh, uh, for salvation. Mm-hmm. There's a baptism with the Holy uh, The baptism for salvation is actually the baptism into the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then there's a baptism um, uh, with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then there's a baptism of suffering. Hmm. at least three baptisms yeah the baptism of suffering um um has to do actually with um going through the sanctification process sometimes you it's the loss of your desire to get the gain of god's desire so there are three baptisms and, and that's a deep theology but he said the doctrine of baptisms number one um when i'm born again jesus told his disciples the people who believe you you set them apart by you by baptizing them in water
2: mm-hmm.
1: it symbolizes romans 6 says, the death, burial, and resurrection of of Christ. So I'm buried in baptism, and I, I'm raised up to a new life. Right. Okay. Um. And so, so I have to I have to know what I believe about the, the doctrine of baptism, and I actually have to be baptized. And the next thing is the doctrine of of, of baptism, in the Holy Spirit. I have to or uh, 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 the next part of baptism, rather. I have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. In other words, um, th- there has to be a a, a driving, guiding um. developing influence of the Spirit of God in my life I can't can't just say I'm saved and and, and, uh, not give the Holy Spirit access to me there has to be a baptism of the Holy Spirit and then number three um, the baptism of suffering of course is me going through the things that God chooses for me to walk through that that may be difficult to me but but they're developing in in the process so we have the doctrine of repentance from dead works Mm -hmm. faith towards God baptism and then the next one is the doctrine of the laying on of hands. Mm-hmm. um, and, and these are basic doctrines. I have to, every believer has to have an idea, an understanding of what the, it means to have hands laid on me. We have gifts in us, Gerard, that uh, according to Scripture are not released and, and identified and stirred up until someone lays hands on us. Wow. It's 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 for impartation, it's for ordination, mm-hmm. it's for healing. These these are, are, are basics of the Christian faith. Remember Jesus said in Matthew twenty eight, he says, um um they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right. He didn't say, this was not just for um the apostles, this was for all believers. Right. Th- there's a doctrine of laying on of hands. And then after that is the doctrine of um so we did dead works, we did faith to towards to God, mm-hmm. we did baptism, we did laying out of hands. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is the de- doctrine of the resurrections. Okay. Resurrection. Okay, Th- there are two resurrections. The first resurrection is for the believers to be raised from the dead to be, a matter of fact, let's go back one more. The first resurrection is Jesus. Right. We have to believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Is a difference between raised from the dead and resurrected from the dead. Right. Every person that was ever raised from the dead died again. Right, right, but, right. But the, the resurrection, when Jesus was resurrected, he ever lives, okay? Mm-hmm. And so we have to believe that Jesus, Jesus lived, died, and was resurrected. That's the first understanding of resurrection. Number two is, the, is the, what the Bible refers to as the first resurrection where believers are going to be raised from the dead to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive rewards for deeds done in our body. We will also we will receive reward and we will lose rewards that was set aside for us based on how we did what God assigned us to do. And then the next resurrection which is called the second resurrection is, is called the resurrection unto death because everyone that, that um, misses the first resurrection and are raised in the second resurrection, um, they they, they are raised only to stand before the great white right throne judgment to receive the sentencing mm-hmm. for for and and people don't go to hell, or they're not sentenced to hell for specific sins. They're sentenced to hell for rejecting the gift that God extended to us in, in the person of Jesus Christ, who would who who died for our sin and paid our bill that we owed God. And people are like, No, I'll pay the bill myself. And God said, Okay, well, when you stand before me during the second resurrection, you will have he to pay Wow and then the final resurrect I mean the final doctrine is the doctrine of eternal judgment mm-hmm. doctor and it means know the word eternal is the, is the adjective used to describe the judgment because, because it's saying that there's a time coming when we will stand before God and what, what is determined at that moment will be fixed forever mm. and so the, we start there and, 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 and then now let me double back to the question you asked me. it is critical. That, that that when you join a church mm-hmm. you do it prayerfully when you subscribe to people's teaching you stay constantly in relationship with God don't be so impressed with giftings and and personalities that you forget that you that God is your Father, that you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ, right. because He He gave the gifts to the body of Christ, the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. In other words, their job. That the church is the university of the kingdom of God. The church is not the kingdom; it's the un, it's the school we go to. Wow. It's the place we fellowship. It's the place that we're developed um, to, to be servants in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is all throughout the earth. And the heavens, but the, the church is is the institution where we come in to learn and to grow and to be fitted and retrofitted to go out and serve in the kingdom. Wow. So, so um, uh, in answer to your question, let me finalize it by saying this: um, there, at a, a, a given stage in your spiritual development, you're going to learn a, a myriad of things, mm-hmm. and as you grow, you the, the Holy Spirit will have you relearn and unlearn things so you can learn other things. Some of the things that you learned early on in your life were, were given to, in your Christian life, were, were, uh, God allow you to receive that kind of teaching, and they were like training wheels. They were like rocket boosters, or they were, they were like scaffolding on a building. You get to a certain place, you don't need them anymore. You get to a certain place where you, you come into a greater revelation, you come into greater truth, And but the main thing is none of what you learn should ever break with the foundational things I just mentioned. Those six things, mm-hmm. repentance from dead works, faith toward God, baptism Doctrine of Baptism Laying on of Hands um, Resurrection from the Dead And Eternal Judgment Those six things are the basics of Christianity
0: Stay tuned for more of today's teaching With Pastor Hart Ramsey Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir Titled True Story Featuring the lead single It is so Pick up the chart topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story. In stores now and available at all digital outlets. And now, a word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. Yeah! There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC family app available in the app stores for apple and google play Uh once again to receive heart Ramsey's uplift via text message simply text uplift to 46786 and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on mondays wednesdays and fridays to receive Heart Ramsey's uplift on a daily basis, simply download the free NCC Family app, available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. That's it. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Yeah. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift.
2: I know you're gonna dig this.
0: Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Heart Ramsey. Wow. Wow. And I'm really glad that that you mentioned that because somewhere in there uh, is where I think there becomes issue in the whole argument with whether people agree with universalism or not, because the demonstration of people's lack of belief in what uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson has said has usually been laced with unkind language Yes. Uh, A lack of love, a lack of understanding, which to the untrained eye would make it look as though, well, clearly they're wrong because they're speaking hatefully. Right. So,
1: yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry.
0: I I was going to say, so how do we... Uh, Because one of the things that has come out of all of this from the discussion initially 20 years ago to right now is the same kind of reaction. People angry, not just one of these scenarios of we don't believe the same thing, but it becomes deeply personal and people's responses have been very personal people losing friendships over this people you know completely diminishing what Carlton Pearson has done prior to all of this how do we help believers properly respond to all of this because I feel like whatever their responses are are being absolutely lost in its presentation
1: yeah um First of all, I agree with you. I want to say I agree with you because um um especially the leaders
2: mm-hmm. have
1: been to me just super heavy-handed. Yes. In the Bible is is a very brief um scriptures in Titus 3 and 10 where Paul um speaks to Titus and he just makes a simple statement. He said a man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject.
2: Mhm.
1: And 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 so um, the word heretic means that which causes division. It's a self-promoting spirit. It, it deals with um, people. People think heresy is just something I say. Heresy is not something I say. Heresy is a motivation. It's a motive. Mm. Um, uh, but what I think with, about Carton is you cannot. I could I could debate him, mm-hmm. having the knowledge of what he was going for. I could debate him based on Romans chapter 5, and me and him would land, I would land at verse 17, he landed at verse 18, mm-hmm. when really the answer is in the whole text. It starts okay. at verse 12 down. and actually starts at verse 1, but verse 12 through verse 21 is where we have the big gist of the grace teaching. Okay. And, um... What I was, what I would say about this entire thing is this: from the from the um, theological standpoint and the ecclesiastical standpoint, the, the ministers are going to say to him, "He's a heretic," and we, and so after the second admonition, we throw him away. But I think they went into this wanting to throw him away. Hmm. They, they, they didn't go in to try to seek to, to to discuss it with him, which is what they should have done. Mm-hmm because you have to understand something people used to say the apostle paul was a heretic for teaching grace but what peter did peter said man listen he said some of the things that paul is teaching they heart hard to be understood but he said make no mistake about it man what he's teaching is legit mm-hmm. i'm not saying that um what i'm saying about calling pierce is this is that i think it's dangerous for anyone to preach and say there is no hell that's a dangerous premise
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i have to hear your whole I need to ask you questions. I need to interrogate your understanding of accountability. I need to interrogate your understanding of spiritual development and and um and even your definition of holiness and sanctification uh, and the word saint because all these three words holiness, sanctification and saint these words come from the same root family. I need to understand what, what do you think about hagiasmos and um 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 the other words that deal with with spiritual development because no. the purpose of, of us being saved is to be developed spiritually. I mean, right. so so what do you say about sanctification? And, and and see what he says. Maybe in there, maybe he will explain something that will get me to understand mm-hmm. what he's meaning. Now, when it comes to hell, um, and I'm going to say this is going to blow people's minds, and I did not want to go here. Okay. A good theologian. That understands the Bible, understands when the Bible's being literal and when it's being figurative. Uh, uh, You have to be developed. But they're parts of the book of Revelation. When you start taking all these scriptures together, it kind of suggests to you that we're not preaching everything. Not only do we not know everything, but we're not preaching everything we know. For example, when's the last time you heard anyone talk about the millennial reign of Christ? Hardly ever. They don't because they don't understand it, mm. and, and and it seems to suge- it seems to contradict what we understand as the rapture of the church. We go to be with the Lord, mm-hmm. and then the Lord comes in a second coming, and then we all live in heaven. But the Bible actually says that the he- that the New Jerusalem comes down to earth, mm. and so and so the New Jerusalem is earth and where is hell? If there's so many and so to me the main thing. Um, I would say to, to Bishop Pearson, and, I, uh, and if you ever get a hold of this uh, this uh, podcast, Bishop, I love you. Um, I, I have mad respect for you. I've never stopped loving you. Um, I just I, I see what you're saying. I, I went back and researched it for myself. I saw why I believe you missed it, and I'm open to a discussion on this. So, so maybe you could share with me what you're seeing. Um, I don't I don't know where there's no hell comes from. I just, I don't get that part of it. I see where it could suggest that in some ways. But to me, it's safer to take it, especially for the words of Jesus. He said, whether it be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said, don't fear man, but fear the God who could destroy your body and cast it into hell.
0: Mm. Mm. I, I, for one, would love to see that discussion if it should ever happen. I mean, it it would be one of the most cerebral conversations I think I've ever uh, witnessed. So I think that would be incredible so so again I I ask this one piece because I think this is where believers have missed the boat why are believers so angry with their responses is the, is there not a better way
1: uh it's because- important. they're immature mm. and and they're not and they're not doing it by the spirit of God mm. that's the, mm. the, the, the the basic answer Gerard is that they're not they're not um and, and it speaks to the, it speaks to the fact that that um, that maybe what they have is not Christianity at all. Mm. You know, we talk about about the evangelical religion, but there are other things too. There's the holiness religion. There's a, right. there's different sects of of, of, of um, Christianity. And a sex S E C T S of mm-hmm. Christian of Christians who don't necessarily um, follow Jesus, they follow their own traditional denominational beliefs. And and to, to me, there's no even the the thing, I mean we can get a chance to talk about probably on the on, on, on the next podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about the thing with Wendy Williams and the Clark Sisters. I mean, I mean, there was such a vitriolic response. I mean, we were so over the top in our responses, but the church could be that. Mm-hmm. We could come out the bag on you. I mean, you mess around. We won't cuss you, but we could be mean and mocking, yes. and, and 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 very um, um belittling. And and so this is something that need to be repented of. Yeah. I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I I don't see a need to get angry with it. I Man, you know your, If you know the truth, and you you live the truth, and you you show the love of God. And right. I think what happened with with, with with in Carlton's situation is that everyone was all so mean to him. They threw him away. They shut him down. Right. His his livelihood was lost. Right. Um. It was just not fair. I mean, just it was just what they did to him. To me, there, there had to be a better way yeah. to deal with a man who had contributed so much to the faith. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and that's my two cents on it.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I f- certainly in watching the movie, I did feel for him that so many people who said they loved him stopped loving him because mm-hmm. they started believing something different, which right. personally makes me wonder, did you love him at all? Right. Because we have family members who don't necessarily believe the same thing, but they don't stop. You know, they're not, they're no longer our family. They're still our family. We still love them. We just differ on this particular point.
1: Right. And you know, so, you start, yeah. Let me tell you something that I have real quick. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for interrupting. I was, I was on a plane going to um San Francisco years ago. Remember the story of uh, Ted Haggard? Yes. Okay. Well, um, what, what, um, after he you know he fell he, he, he um came into great disfavor he was right. actually put out of the state I mean it was just it was just so i I said I was a um I said study his writings and so wow. I was on a plane headed to San Francisco and uh, uh one of the things that they were showing on the plane one of the options of a movie was the HBO documentary of Ted Haggard's road to recovery I cried wow. I wow. couldn't stop myself I could people were looking at me I I, I couldn't stop crying wow. I, I just couldn't he was the way we did him, the way the church did him, he was um, the the part that got me the most is that he, he had to he, he actually tried to use his his preaching gift to sell insurance. Wow! He'd go to door to door, knocking on doors, trying to sell insurance, and people from from time to time, people recognize him, hmm. and and and, they, and and they weren't necessarily mean to him, but they would say, "Aren't you that preacher?" But then at the, at, the, at night, where he was sleeping, he was sleeping oh. on a cot, man, wow. in this little room. And they, and, he, and they they put they set up a camera for him to kind of share his thoughts. And before he would go to bed, he would look at it in his camera and share his thoughts. I cried. Wow. I, I, Gerard, I, I was moved with such compassion for him. Wow. that that we just we take our, our wounded and we take our we throw them away mm-hmm. as if they they meaningless as if their lives were nothing it's like we use them and we we're like, we throw them away like dirty rice, like mm-hmm. like okay you messed up and now you're no good anymore that's what mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. and we have to stop it yeah we, i'm sorry for being so passionate but we've got yeah. to stop throwing people away mm-hmm. we got to stop we kill our own wounded mm mm-hmm. mhm the, man, the, the Army, the Marines, they don't leave their wounded behind. Right. Matter of fact, let me tell you, when I was in the Army, you know what they trained us? When I, you don't, we don't leave our dead behind. Wow. We, we try to get them home for burial. Wow. It's honorable to do that. We kill people who go off track. We kill people who get it wrong. Uh, I just saw a pastor recently serve his church for twenty something years, make a huge church. Um, he was the, the the first creative mind behind the the thing that made Saddleback Church famous. today, this seeker sensitive thing, right. and he and he stood and he's now stepping down over allegations. And the way we throw people away when they mess up is unconscionable. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's just we have to stop because one day it's it's going to be it, the people who, who say, well, I just think I just think they deserve it. Well, one day it's going to be you. Right. Right. And there's nothing like a harvest. Wow. You, the, the, I mean, we got to be the Bible said we return evil for good. Evil will never depart from our houses. And so we have to be mindful, man. That The thing I don't think we should have thrown him away. I think we should disagree with him. Yeah. I think if people say I, I think that people should challenge him to explain it. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 even if he we felt like he was a, a unrepentant heretic, mm-hmm. then we respectfully say we well, call them that's not that's not what the word of the Lord is, and then mm-hmm. let God deal with them. Right. right. But, but but for us to hate him and to go no, no
0: man. Yeah, it it is it is really a sad state, and we've seen it so much where you know we take this scripture of how can two or three walk together except they agree, and I think we misappropriate that. You know, that's not supposed to be in a scenario with someone we've said that we loved, someone that we say that we care about. Now granted, if we don't agree, we don't agree. But I don't have to completely separate myself from you. And I think that's been the the sad part is watching people separate and, again, become very hateful. And, I mean, to look at all that he lost and so many others have lost when they have fallen or when they have made bad decisions, it is a statement that I think says to us as the body that there's growth that's needed, You know, um, it it makes me think of and this is related. You'll get it. You know, it makes me think of a marriage where, you know, somebody does something wrong. And instead of us figuring out, okay, well, how we're going to love them and how we're going to care for them. Like we just say all sorts of evil, bad things as though we didn't choose that person. Right. You know, like, why would I damage myself if we're one and you made a bad judgment call? You know, you didn't take out the trash or you always do X, Y, Z. You know, instead of me showing you love, I just berate you and say horrible things about you. Like nowhere would anybody think that's cool. But right. We do that and call ourselves right. And it's I think it's a big problem. and And I definitely hope that people will really kind of see how we can fix that because it's necessary. It has to be fixed. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it does have to be fixed and I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about this it's so, it's so necessary
0: yeah it's a necessary conversation so I hope you guys have appreciated this uh, special conversation that we've had about come Sunday and, and the church at large I think it's a necessary conversation piece and certainly we want to hear your thoughts because I'm sure you have some after hearing uh, this broadcast so by all means reach out to us by way of social media using the hashtag heart to heart that's H-A-R-T the number two and then H-E-A-R-T or you can use uh, the hashtag on course and we definitely want to hear what you have to say certainly you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play and by all means share this with your friends and loved ones and join us next time as we get on course with Hart Ramsey